Welcome to Time Played 3HR. My name is Louis. <laughs> My name is Lockie. And this week on this episode, I'm here to talk mm. to you about uh, Metal Gear Rising, a game that somehow whooshed me by. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, sorry, yeah. Don't don't miss that last one. You don't want to confuse it with your other other Metal Gear Risings. No. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Lucky. Yes, my friend. Lucky, 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 lucky. Yeah, yeah, what up, what up, what up, what up? Um, how do you feel today? Another episode... I'm ready. I've just played my three hours after a lot of initial difficulty getting onto the game. Oh no, what was the uh, issue? So apparently if you don't update your um, PlayStation, the licensing or something expires on PlayStation Plus content. Okay. So I clicked on it and it was like, this content has expired. Oh god. Yeah, so I was like, oh damn, so I had to update. And I was just trying things, so I just tried updating everything, and it worked. Um, but I was a bit worried for a second there. Mm, I thought mm, we might mm. have to use one of our backup apps. Did that count as your part of your three hours, the updating No, 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 no. No, you started the clock when you pressed start. I gave myself uh, from 9 to 12, because you said you wanted to do it midday-ish. Yeah. And then I ended up starting about 9.30. Mm-hmm. So I just went till 12.30. Nice. And here we are at one o'clock on uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. the tenth of March, to do to slam out this wicked pod, this wicked one. So you played it, yeah? Just established, <laughs> yeah. I played it for three did hours. You, did you uh, come away with any feelings, opinions, thoughts? Um, yeah, loads. Really, how would how would you like to begin? Really, loads. I'm not even sure. Actually, I'm, I'm going to start with a. Uh, Quick, uh, slight apology for last week in that uh, we were talking about one of my favorite sounds being the crate carrying sound, mm-hmm. which we both went over. And then, of course, we went over the you woo sound. Mm-hmm. Um, great outro, by the way. <laughs> and uh, But we never actually did the crate carrying sound. No, I couldn't find the crate carrying sound. We, um, and we so... didn't even make it. So, so it's just so for the people who want to hear the crate carrying sound, it goes like, what's it? But I think like every third one, the audio file like starts playing again, so it goes out of time. So it's Um, which is good. Uh, Nice, yeah. No, please. I mean, these these are the little details that I need. I do need to be um, that do sometimes pass me by. Oh man, I was I was um I was quite busy last week, and I was like, oh, I wish I hadn't said I was going to find all these audio files. It was like Saturday <laughs> evening or Sunday morning, I can't remember, sure. and I was just like hunting for them on YouTube, because I just like ripped the audio from YouTube videos. Um, and um, and I, I found, okay, so I know that you have to pick up a crate for, um, for one of the missions in like the early game, so I'll just find a playthrough. And then I found that mission, it took me ages to find that bit where he's picking up the crate. Stress. And then I realized that... Um, English voice. He was playing in the English dub. <laughs> so he just he just went, huh. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> um, and then, amazingly, someone had ripped all the audio files 
and posted them as a video. So there's just a, like a five minute video of every single audio file oh, in the excellent. game, um, except for uh, like yeah, like talking ones. And I guess Wase counted as that. So that's where I got the yo, but the um, but I, yeah, yeah. Uh, bummer. Um, yes. That's why you have uh, literally they gave you a share button for a reason on the new PlayStation. Oh shit, you played it on the. You should have gotten me to do it. That's true. That's I had. Really uh, true. I could have just done it and took a video clip. That's very true. Anyway, it oh well. It's you know. Uh, so now fun. that now that the wasse is off the list. Mm-hmm. Good. Covered um, it. I don't. I don't really know where to start. Uh, Shall I tell you why I wanted you to play it? Yeah, Metal Gear Rising by Platinum Games. Um, take it away. Um, so as I said last week, at the end of last week, I have been playing Bayonetta. I still have not finished it. Um, I'm on like the last boss fight, I think, or one of the last ones. Anyway, um, I've been playing that and I like it, but I suck hard at Bayonetta. I am so like, it's been a long time since I've been this bad at a video game. Really? Um, and I've played Bayonetta before, but I played it back in the day when I just played everything on easy. Um, did you really? I didn't even know that. I used to just play every game on easy. Crazy. Um, which is fine and a great way to get through games if you don't particularly, cause I, you know, I'm, I'm. I get... Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so I was playing Bayonetta on normal, and I'm just, like, impossibly bad at Bayonetta. And I wouldn't say I'm particularly bad at video games in general, but, like, man, I'm bad at Bayonetta. Um, and I was thinking about it in relation to Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, because it's made by the same studio, but not, I don't think, um, the same director... Um, it's a smaller, quicker project. There was a whole thing. We can guess, probably talk about like the history of this game because it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. And like the, the similarities between them. And I just, and I guess I wanted to revisit Re- um, Revengeance and see uh, how they compare. Yeah, how they compare. And, and, and I, played it, I played it for about an hour this morning just to like refresh myself. And uh, it's, it's significantly easier, that's for sure. Um, but there's a lot of interesting similarities, and it's like it's they seem to follow this very strict formula with their games, Platinum games. They make very similar games all of the time. They've made quite a few different things. Yeah, they're just they like, make um, they make like stylish combat action games. You can tell, um, can't you, that it's uh, very quick paced hack and slash with some sort of unique combat mechanics that sort of flow pretty well for the most part. Yeah, so they always have this thing that sort of. I mean, I haven't played that many, so I'm not like a big platinum guy. But I they mean, there aren't that many out there. Yeah, I reckon um, you've played the majority. What there's Bayonetta. But uh, I guess I haven't Rising, played like because like platinum yeah. games is mostly Vanquisher. made up. Vanquisher was that what it was called? Van- Vanquishes. Yeah, that's a platinum game. That's yeah. a great game. Um, played the heck uh, out of that demo. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, but they they're part of a uh, most of the people that work at Platinum, at least when they started, were from Capcom. Um, and they made Devil May Cry. Um, so it's the same director and, and I, I imagine quite a lot of the same people that moved to work at Platinum. Okay. Um, so they have that whole lineage. Uh, God, I can't remember what I was saying now. But yeah, they're just similar games. And one of the big things that these games always have is like at least Bayonetta and Rising have this move that changes like the way the fight works. So in Rising specifically, you have this counter move which then allows you to just destroy everything. And the trick to being right. good at the trick to being good at Metal Gear Rising is to get good at that counter. Yeah. In um, in like in the most stupid way. Cause it it's 
I mean, I'll get into it, but uh, it's how little this game tells you is very, very little. And mm. uh, you quickly have to pick up that this counter thing is everything. The counter is every Like, that's how you win this game. Yeah. Because the, the dodging, I mean, you don't even start with the dodge. Um, and Is there a dodge? I don't even remember the dodge. So you get one through upgrades. Uh, oh, okay. But I, I don't think it's as effective, but I think it does kind of work. I think it's a bit of a lifesaver at times. Right. It's probably more for when you have, like, enemies that you can't counter sort of thing, right? I don't know. Whereabouts did you get to, helps. actually? Uh, so I got through the prologue and then mm. into the opening scene and just ran around, did some stuff, and then beat the Blade Wolf. Yep. Who sucked. And I'll go into that later. <laughs> yeah. And then just continued on a bit and then stopped there. Okay. So you didn't play three hours? No, I did. Yeah? Yeah. Because I played an hour this morning and I got to the Blade Wolf. Dude, you gotta, you got to take in mind how much time I spent just like faffing around with controls. My control is also very broken. Oh, uh, no. So it would just occasionally start spamming buttons by itself. <laughs> That's which, horrible. Which is horrible. So I had to like pause, disconnect it, <laughs> reconnect it. That sucks. Um and also, no exaggeration, I probably spent, like, half of my half playthrough of the start just cutting things. Yeah, I remember doing that when I first played You know what I mean? Just, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. like half gameplay, half just walking up to poles and just cutting them. It's and, like and also, I spent, like, quite a bit of time on Blade Wolf. Yeah, sure. Because, Blade Wolf's um, the first, like, oh, you need to be good at this game now. Yeah, so basically, yeah. I mean, so you go through the prologue where there's some nice moments. The story in this game... Uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's from the Metal Gear Solid uh, universe and your classic character. But um, <laughs> I, I don't think this game really needed to be in the Metal Gear universe. Oh, no. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of, I think, almost weighed it down when you get to a cutscene and they just start go- banging on about, like, war groups and... It's funny. War- it's funny how they, like, like <sighs> they, like, have those buzzwords that's in Metal Gear Solid and they, like, shove them in. Yeah. So it's just and, like, and, oh, and they're buzzwords you don't want to hear. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like the war economy and like these, all these random groups. Yeah. It's um, like this weird, like, I guess we should start, we should include Kojima's like weird worldview on war and stuff, yeah. but we don't really know what he's talking about. So let's just say the words the and NGO, maybe that'll get it PBO Expo yeah. group that, yeah. you know, and you're like, this isn't this isn't nuclear deterrence <laughs> uh the best bit of the early story was the um so your tasked uh jack is uh tasked with protecting a president of some african country right and uh there's some very nice interactions between those two which i thought was kind of fun i think it, it's so f- i can't get over like looking at him in a suit there's yeah, something it's, so it's, bizarre it's about it's him great. in a suit and he's got, like, his gloves on. It's unpleasant. And, uh, the president calls him Mr. Lightning Bolt. Yep, it's all it's all there. It's uh, all there. So that was all good. I like that. The tone's all over the place. It's, like, a complete mess. Yeah, it, it didn't seem to hold much in terms yeah. of, like, strong story from the little I saw. Yeah, sure. But it's, you know, it, it, I think, at least from my memory, once you get over all the... Um, whether or not this should be here and what the intent is and like i guess it doesn't really have one it it manages to actually be like a fun compelling you know action movie sort of thing where you're just like going through set piece to set piece and it works and yeah 
And uh, I mean, unfortunately, you've only played three hours, so you don't get to see some parts of the story and like the characters that are just a little bit insane. Um, so Raiden, <laughs> Raiden, Raiden, whose voice actor throughout this entire thing seems to have completely lost the plot, in my opinion. He's turned into this like weird, like Rambo sounding man. If you think, of, if you play Metal Gear Solid Two, and he's like the soft little sweet boy. And then MGS4 comes around and it's like, oh, everyone hated him in MGS2. So let's make him like all super, sour and, super and, cool. and super cool. And then in this game, he's just like, <laughs> he's just, he's just a miserable git. Um, and uh, and at halfway through the game, he starts calling himself Jack the Ripper and loses oh his mind. And all right, well, I, I might actually play this at some point. Okay, so uh, I, I won't go into too much detail. So, but so like, don't give me too much, but... But it's... it's um, his voice actor, like I don't know what the director was saying to him, because it's just, it's just like, what are you, what are you, what is this character at this point? It's such what a mangled. Raiden is definitely one of the weakest in terms of like conception. It seems like that character has been poked at a lot to try to make him appeal, and he's never quite fit. Um, and it's really funny. He's really funny in this game. He's pretty horrendous. Fair. And then, I mean, and then he, I he goes through a big transformation at the very start. Uh, yeah. Do we know when this is set in the? Uh, it's in the post. It's post MGS four. Post four, and that makes sense because he starts off in his classic MGS four outfit. Yeah, uh, which looks really cool, and then you get butchered by a fight, and he gets upgraded, and your new outfit's kind of lame. Well, it's funny because like his his old outfit looks really cool, but it's it's weird how it also just looks kind of retroy. Like even though in MGS four it looks quite modern. It sort of immediately looks quite dated when you, I think at least, when you boot up this game. It's it's got those sort of, um, like the how would you describe that color scheme? Like uh, sun bleached old office electricals. Okay, yeah, I can see that. You know, it's got that sort of beijing tone. Yeah, it's the plastics that have been in the sunlight too long. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. the whole thing's got like that old super <laughs> got that sort of look. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but it's it's you know it's, it's fine. Um, sure. Although, yeah, so the story's not much, but combat's obviously fun. I combat's this, great. What this game is. Uh, and obviously, so I'm sure you all know, but if you don't, the, the mechanic, the gimmicky mechanic in this game, which is actually done incredibly well, what the heck, is uh, your blade cutting. So you sort of stop, stand still, and you can angle your blade in any direction and cut very quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, if there was a crate in front of you, you could press L1, uh, tilt like a axis that shows up on screen, and then your blade cuts along that line, and the object splits very cleanly in between that line. Yeah, and you can have like more direct control if you use the analog stick to do the slice, or if you just want to cut in a direction, you can do square. But you got to use your analog stick. For... You're mad. Well. If you don't. Well, <laughs> it's good for... So there's times, especially later on, where it's really useful because there's, like, certain projectiles that you need to hit in an exact order. But Damn. but for most for most of the time, because your finger's already on the face buttons anyway, it's just way easier to just hammer one of the two. Yeah, it's not as cool, though. It's, it's, it's a very, very sad... It make, this game does well at making you feel uh, like you've d- pulled off something incredible. Sure. So in, yeah. in the way it's, that it's I think the, the most... Like the best game that's done this ever is um, Shadow of the Colossus. Okay, interesting you know, comparison. <laughs> when you no, but like when you pull something off in that game, you feel amazing. But both murderers. Yeah. Um, 
And in this game, when you pull off like a really nice slice, it's so satisfying. So, for sure. example, uh, you can slice the enemies and time slows down briefly and you're given the axis and there's a point. They've got like a, a special hit point in the middle of them where if you get them, you can uh, rip out something from them that restores your health and your like electronic gauge meter. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a time when two enemies were side by side and you, I managed to angle it so you could get both with one slice, yeah. which is, I'm sure, pretty common and happens all the time. Sure, it does happen. It happens but, by um, accident quite a lot. <laughs> but like when you do it, you're like, wow, yeah. that was... Yeah, feels good. So cool. Yeah, uh, it, it makes me... It gives that... It's just like a very satisfying thing. It reminds me it of... It's a weird pull, but it reminds me of like watching infomercials, like JML infomercials, and like the vacuum cleaner goes across the dirty floor yeah, and it's that, a beautiful, clean <laughs> dude, streak. Yeah, you that's know? so good. Um, it's, it's exactly, it's the sharp knives that they bring out on yeah, stage. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, and it's they, watching someone they cut, like... They slice, like, the top of the tomato off by slowly moving their hand. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly, it's exactly like that. that. Uh, but you get to do it. The thing they managed to have, like, an engine that actually managed to do it well... And mm. for it to actually work and for you to be able to cut these things up into tiny, tiny pieces. Yeah. And uh, and it even tracks how many pieces you cut it into. And uh, not only that, but it's like that would be like a high a high task for a difficult task for a game, for any game. But this game has to re- like remain at a constant fast frame rate. And like there's so much going on and it's all reaction based. So it needs to be really, really speedy. So like the fact that it manages to maintain all that stuff while also everything is in tiny pieces is really impressive. It is. And, and not only it's um, once you, the thing that almost impressed me most is once you cut something up into tiny pieces, it still maintains its uh, like physical, like mm-hmm. its physicality. So I was standing on a crate and I cut the crate and sort of expected, you know, to just fall through or something. Yeah. And I cut it down the middle and it doesn't really split because, you know, it's just one cut. Um, yeah. But then like I just kept kept slicing it and then it's as it sort of slowly broke i sort of went down with the pieces yeah yeah, yeah. they all so, maintain uh, their physical attribute yeah it's, yeah it's it's nuts it's nuts yeah it's impressive and then it's in like the... you've cut this box into 600 pieces and you're like wow and you keep doing it and you just watch the number rack up it's crazy i i was playing the uh pc version and in the graphic settings you can set um the like not the number but like high or low or medium to how many pieces you can cut and also how long they hang around once they've been cut. Ooh. Um, so I don't know about... Uh, you were playing on PS3, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know about for that, but I imagine it's probably a little I shorter. Mean, I mean, I'm sure it is, but I got a box into like 1.2 thousand pieces. <laughs> yeah, but how long did they hang around for? <laughs> uh, I don't know. For sort of as long as I was cutting... Because it's one of those things where, you know how, like, when you destroy, like, a huge object in a game, and then it, like, as it crumbles, it looks great, and then it fades away? I'm yeah. thinking of, like, Just Cause 2 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, it looks great, but also, like, oh, I want the stuff to be sitting on the floor. Yeah. And in this game, this stuff sits on the floor, which is just, like, yeah, this looks stupid, and everything everything seems to be made of paper, but also... And it, it, it does good. go after a while, but... um. Yeah, sure. It sticks around for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really, really great mechanic. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's an example of one of those platinum game things where it's like, as I said, so, so in Bayonetta, there's witch time, 
where they love the slow down time mechanics in uh, mm. in these games. Um, so it makes sense of, as well in these fast paced games. Yeah. So instead Quite of a counter in um, Bayonetta, you have a dodge, and when you dodge, everything slows down time, and then you can like you have like twenty or not even twenty, like five to ten seconds to pull off like a much better combo than you could have in regular speed. Yeah. Um, so it's this, it's like a very very similar thing in that it gives you change the tide of battle and then you suddenly have um, control over it. You suddenly can just destroy everything for a few moments, which is a great feeling. Yeah, it, and that's that's always worked well. I mean, games always use uh, time slowdown to make you feel good. Do you think? Uh, I guess. Uh, sorry, this is a crappy tangent. Did did the the Matrix? There we go. I said the Matrix. Um, did that? I mean, I know there were like Started. kung fu movies and stuff like that with slow down time stuff before that. But do you think video games would have as much of that if it wasn't for the Matrix? I guess not. I guess probably, the Matrix was pretty not. instrumental in that. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say so. I mean, I I don't know, but I definitely believe it. If someone told me, I'd be. If someone told me that as a fact, I'd be like, yeah, obviously that makes sense. Yeah, but um, I can only assume, yeah. Yeah, it must have been a huge influence. Uh, and it works well, because it makes you feel good, because you can pull off things that your reactions could never really do, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're pretty bad at the game, which I felt very bad at this game for the longest time. Mm. Uh, so it's it's not an easy game when you don't know what you're doing, especially sure. at like the point of uh, when you get to these bigger enemies and you don't have a dodge. It's so not what you're used to in any way, because you just you just can't move out of the way of these attacks. And often these attacks come so quickly yeah, uh, that it feels pretty oppressive. But um, you you do get used to it. And I felt like I got a lot better as soon as I got to Blade Wolf. So um, I think that's... Because I had to. Yeah, I think that's the purpose of Blade Wolf is for it to just be like, so if you don't know how to counter by this point, you're not getting past this fight. You know, that's really all it is. Because like to win that fight, you have to be able to counter Blade Wolf. Which is crazy, though. I think it's really cool. I think that's a really smart it way is, to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, like, I'm not against the flow, and I think uh, looking back on it, it definitely would be like a good thing. However, in the moment, it's incredibly frustrating. And I think for casual players, yeah. Uh, but, you know, games don't have to be made for casual players. Uh, although if like a triple triple A game like this, um, it is pretty brutal when you get to that first fight and you're just like, mm. fuck me, I'm actually just being nailed by this thing. Because this thing like hits you with attack after attack nonstop. Yeah. And you just have to... And yeah. and you, you can block and you're like, okay, so I have to block. But then it doesn't tell you about... It doesn't properly tell you about powering at the exact time just before it hits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to look online... To, um, oh, okay. Because I was like, because I, I wasn't bothered to just keep smashing it. I tried it like three or four times and died. Yeah. Every time. And then so I went into it more and um, it was like, yeah, you actually really have to just parry at the exact moment. And then when I got that down, it was okay. Yeah. But uh, up to that moment, it wasn't. And I like, I didn't realize I had health packs. This game doesn't tell you anything. Sure. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I've got to do all of this on one life, which, which was fine because you could get it back when you get the... Uh, electro stuff from the enemies that come in between it thankfully yeah yeah so that's the only reason they're there yeah just to help um, you out yeah it's a, it's an interesting because i think 
Because you can, up until that point, you can kind of coast and just kind of hammer on square to attack and not really worry about blocking or countering. And you can just kind of get through it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting way to be like, okay, now we're going to force you to learn this mechanic. But we're not really going to tell you how to do the mechanic, but if you, <laughs> but you do but if, need to know it. If you it, figure it out, it. you'll be rewarded with the rest yeah. of the game. Yeah, and, and, and then you can get through the rest of the game. Like, there'll be part of bits, but... It, for for the rest of the game, it is just about countering for the most part. I mean, part. I was looking up and a lot of people were like, oh yeah, I thought this was the second hardest fight in the game. Yeah. Which is think, crazy for a fight that's like an hour, you know, in theory an hour in. But I don't think and, it's because uh, it is the second hardest. I think it's slice. because it's the first hard one. Yeah. And it's the first one that asks you to do something you haven't done yet. Yeah. For the rest, of the, all of the other ones are the same. You know, I mean, you expect to just be able to walk up to it and like slam square a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Square, square, you know, mm-hmm. till they're all mushed yeah uh and, and at least to be like a little bit forgiving early on but it's, it's not yeah um, i i really um i really enjoy the boss fights in this game yeah i really love boss fights when it's when you're against someone who feels like an equal opponent um you know when it's like oh so it's there's a fight later on that i won't go into but um basically every boss fight is against another humanoid except for some bigger ones you yeah. know i mean um, it opens with ray yeah, um, Metal Gear Ray, which is like a obviously a huge robot. Uh, but but most of the sort of core ones are sort of like oh, it's me against another person with abilities that are similar to mine, and that always feels really really good in games when you're fighting someone that you feel very toe to toe with. Mm. Um, and and this game does it really really well. It has a lot of those, which is cool. Sure. Yeah, and I can and even like uh, so there was like an optional boss where it's like they're called in reinforcements. You can choose to fight them if you want. Um, and I was like, okay, so I'll check out what it is. And it was just like two helicopters. Okay. Uh, and just taking on both the helicopters felt actually pretty fun. I hate flying enemies in games, man. <laughs> it's the problem. I think one of the biggest problems with this uh, game is Raiden's jump. Yeah, he feels it feels pretty naff. And I, I don't know if, like, yeah, if it clocked much, but for what he can do and like the how much he displays his prowess, you have like a jump of a normal human almost. Uh, well, well, obviously not not like an actual human, but <laughs> of a video game of human. a video game human, as you'd expect. He doesn't have a double jump. He doesn't have a double jump, and there are some flying enemies which you actually can't almost reach just by jumping. Whereas you'll see a cutscene where he, you know, yeah. jumps twenty feet. But they want you to use the ninja run, but like it just it doesn't. Um... Yeah, I agree that there's something a little off about his like agility that doesn't fight quite feel like in line with who he is as a character. Yeah, so like, if you can compare it to Nier, mm-hmm. like that level of agility mm-hmm. would feel so good in Rising. Another platinum game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we well, yeah, that, that's, why, that's, why I, <laughs> yeah. that's why I went there. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, Any what else have I got to say about this game? Uh, the M- other MGS aspects, like they kind of opt to include like a little bit of stealth which isn't necessary at all uh it gets worse um really some of that stuff yeah there's so there's like specific moments i don't think it's ever like instant fail with thank god but um there are moments where it's clearly like i should stealth through this and uh uh i'm thinking of like a sewer level and it's just like mm, i don't want to be doing this and it's Classic. it's and i guess that brings us to like the discussion of the history of what this game was which was originally so I watched the trailer. Um, oh yeah, what a um, trailer that was as well. 
recently, just for this podcast, uh, again, the sort of announcement trailer. I'm going to watch it now. When it was called, um, it used to be called Metal Gear Solid Rising. Um, and it was, I guess it, it was like... Seven I, years ago. <laughs> the tagline was like lightning bolt stealth or something like that. Um, Kojima uh, Productions. <laughs> yeah, so it, was a, it, was, it was, wasn't directed by Hideo Kojima. It was his team that was directing it and uh it was supposed to be like a fast stealth game um and there's some really cool stuff it still looks really good um in a way that rising revengeance does not yeah i think um it's it's just looks like a kojima game so it's like very polished in the visually speaking um it's and then i think it was just in development for ages and then i think Kojima said that like his team just wasn't really cutting it, um, so they handed it to Platinum. And the only real thing I think that Platinum took away from it was that cut mechanic, and then they left some stealth yeah. stuff in, um, but it just not it's not very developed and it shouldn't really be there and it doesn't really need to be there. I mean, this the watermelon part of it was, you know, <laughs> it blew everyone's mind. It blew it because it, it, it was. And then you look at him, and uh, you know he's got like flowing hair. Mm-hmm. There are particle effects when he cuts stuff. I mean, this is just a demo, so you know yeah, maybe he knows, maybe he knows you would expect was. it to be a bit more polished, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah, it does yeah. look a bit nicer. Yeah, I always the only thing that wigs me about that watermelon thing is that it's on a table. Yeah, it doesn't cut the table, and it doesn't cut the table. But he's how does it know not to cut the table? I mean, you know, Louis. I mean, I know it's just a thing, but you got to impress the people of uh, <laughs> e- yeah. E3 2010. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then um, they then they renamed it, reannounced it, and everyone was quite shocked and worried. And um, I remember, and when uh, this was really before I knew who Platinum were and what they'd done. Yeah, um, I was just like, okay, fuck this game. Yeah, you know, it's well, in, you know, well, I'm. It's not what I thought it was going to be, so I'm probably not going to be interested. Mm-hmm. It's a more fair way of saying that. I mean, I would still have liked to play a fast-paced stealth game featuring a guy with a sword, but I don't know if uh, if that's what that would have been. We don't, I guess this we don't really know what it was. And Revengeance is great anyway, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's actually fun. Um, um, the, only th- the only other, other thing is... Yeah. Uh, is... What a... What do you think revengeance means? Ooh. Um, I'm going to pass that one over to you. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's the combination of the word revenge and vengeance. Um, but I guess I'm trying to understand, trying to ascertain what the difference between vengeance and revenge is. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Revenge. You know, I mean, Definition. so you get revenge. The action of hurting or harming someone in return for an injury or wrong suffering at their hands. Okay. We know. Yes. And vengeance. A uh, little bit. Ooh, spelt quite interestingly. Uh, punishment inflicted or retribution exacted for an injury or wrong. So pretty similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A couple of, uh, what are they called? Synonyms? synonyms? Yeah, that's a synonym, yeah. There you go. 
So he just combined two synonyms. So it's, hey, there's no... hey, why, why not, dude? You got a problem with that? I don't have a problem with it. Huh? Punk? Uh, Punk? Uh, uh. No, it's, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing special, is it? It's pretty bizarre. Yeah, very an, an oddie, bit of an oddie. Gotta he say. likes he likes his made up words. A little bit of a uh, go to the next one. Uh, other little bits of MGS that I did like was the visuals and like the the UI always is nice and the sound effects. You talking um, about Metal Gear Solid or Rising? Rising. Oh, okay. Rising and its influence from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it takes over that stuff. So it has like a yeah a lot of the displays are nice and the um, the UI and the uh, obviously calling people on codecs always a great way of uh, being able to flesh out story if you're interested. You know like I, I the I first really time I like played that. it I um I didn't touch the codec at all and I this yeah. time I booted it up um, I played it a couple of times and this time I booted it up and it was the first time I was like oh there's a codec and I like there's like a lot of dialogue in that codec yeah it's it's I think it's a super good way. Of um, fleshing out story and characters if you want to. Yeah. You know, just having the chance to call up anyone at any time and talk about the mission at hand is, um, I think, a really nice way of telling story. I remember when um, I was playing Metal Gear Solid 3 for the first time. Uh, and probably, I guess all of them, but like for some reason it sticks, mine, sticks in my mind the most with 3. Maybe because 3 I found the most stressful. Um, mm. But... I would always just dive into the codec when I was a little bit stressed and to talk to people because yeah. that was at a time where, like, I just preferred cutscenes <laughs> than, like, most games. I just preferred watching the cutscenes. Um, so I would just be like, oh, I would really rather them just talk at me for 10 minutes than me have to play this. Yeah. Yeah. Have some other interaction which doesn't involve sneaking around these, these dudes. Yeah. Too stressed. Too stressed. Yeah, um, and another weird thing I liked along with that is uh, for the quick time events, the way they laid out the buttons on screen to tell you which ones to press. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I thought was really nice. Yeah, yeah, but I think Platinum, it's the same in Bayonetta. Super clean. And, we just um, know, you don't have to think about what the buttons are, you just no. press the things that are in the right place. And it looks great and it works well. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. I think so, man. I think we've it's, covered it. That covers it. So you're going to play more? Average story. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I will straight away, but sure. I, would, I would like to. I'm going to add it to the, games, to the list of games I would like to finish. It's definitely worth finishing and then playing again. You reckon? Uh, Has yeah. Has it got extra content? Or... No, it's just, it's just by the end of the first time you've played it, you, you, you are much better than when you started. And it's yeah. like one of those games where it's like, yep, I could probably try this on hard. And it would be in another game on its own, right? You know, yeah. Which is, I th- again, another staple of like what Platinum Games does really well. For sure, for sure. Because I mean, I felt like I was absolutely terrible at that game until sure. I got past the uh, Blade Wolf where it sort of clicks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, All right, man. Um, good stuff. What do you uh, What do you got good for stuff. me next week? For you next week. For all. Uh, that. Let me give you some clues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really got to think of these clues before we so go. One, uh-huh. we uh, I've got I've got a couple of clues. Okay. Okay. So one is um, we spent a, quite a bit of time on this game. I've already played it. Yeah. Okay. And we spent quite a lot of time on this game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
the second clue yeah. is traveling. Traveling that- around the second clue is traveling around the world. Okay. And the third clue is Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's a third clue. What am I playing this on? Uh, you can't get it? Uh, no. PS3. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I don't know. Little Big Planet. Oh. Okay. The first. All right. The first Little Big Planet. The first one? Yeah. All right. <laughs> we could do All the right. third one. No. We're, yeah. No, we're doing the first one. <sighs> okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, uh, thank you. For, thank uh, you. Thank anyone, anyone, anyone who's listening to this. I just want to say... Thank you for, for getting through for getting through this whole thing. You've been a star. Hope you've enjoyed it. This has been Time Played 3HR with your boys, Lockie and Louie. And, uh, and me, Louie. <laughs> and and, and Louie also. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Um, yeah, so this podcast is on every Sunday on iTunes and SoundCloud and all the other ones. Um, if you want to send us an email, go to 3hrpodcast at gmail.com. I remember it this time. Um, nice. And uh, we'll speak Tell to us you. Tell us you love us, you hate us, you played Rising and you have something to add. I want to see something uh, just because I'd love it. And we'll speak to you next week. Yeah. Uh, and what, what's your, you want to leave, leave the uh, listeners with a final message? Um, uh, as in? Whatever, whatever. Whatever you want to. You know, I've been. you want to leave with. I wanted to advocate the use of incense. Nah, no <laughs> veto. I'm I'm gonna take the opposite. Uh, the opposite. Uh, what would you say? The opposite. You know, side yeah. of this argument and say, forget yeah. incense. You don't like my incense. If you've got anything about you, don't use incense. Is um, my advice. So I, uh, so I, so when I play when I play video games for the first time, I like to put on a new scent. Because then, when I smell it, it reminds me of the game. So I mean, now, that, that I like. Yeah. So I like really, that, but I hate the smell of incense. It, like, really adds something. To, it, just, it sounds really, really dumb. But, like, it does add some level of, uh, quote-unquote, immersion. Because um, there's just, like, a new thing going on, and you smell it. So I got, I got um, coconut incense when I played Zelda for the first time, Breath of the Wild. Okay. And so now, whenever I like that, it makes me think of Breath of the Wild. That's nice. I like that. I just think it smells gross. Uh, <laughs> if you like the smell of it, you do you. You know, that's that's an open comment to anyone out there who uses incense. I recommend but, it. Um, I, I don't recommend it. Quick it's blast. Fucking gross. It's good. It's good. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> what a good, good way to end. <laughs> Pro, the pros and cons of incense burning. Oh, I mean, the only con you had was that you don't like it. Yes, it stinks. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> and, yeah. and it absolutely, uh, not only does it stink, but it leaves a lingering stink. See, I would say actually, it. I mean, yes, to an extent, but it doesn't hang around for particularly long, you know? unless you're lighting it constantly, I guess. Yeah, well, which I'm not. 
witty stuff. Alright, see you later, bud. See ya. Peace. Oh.